We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, you've heard me talking about my bookie on the show the last few weeks. You've heard about it on other shows like the Bill Simmons podcast, Doughboys. This is a great site for all your online sports betting needs. Um, they really take care of their players. <clears throat> you know, you got to remember, uh, just as important as who you're betting on is who you're betting with. And my bookie, I cannot recommend highly enough. Uh, they got another new code for us this week. Uh, they're trying to add some more uh, some more perks in for you guys. So you got twenty five dollars bonus cash now. Uh, I think in addition to the deposit match you're doing before, you can get that when you sign up on my bookie with our code Shark twenty five S H A R K twenty five. And that's really all you need to know when you go on my bookie. Um, seriously, if you're if you're betting somewhere else right now, there's never been a better time to switch. Uh, it's got a great interface. It's fun to use, easy to deposit money, easy to take your winnings out. Uh, and again, Land Strikes After Dark can't recommend MyBookie highly enough. Uh, so remember, uh, MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. That's all you need to know. Use our code SHARK25. Uh, all right, let's get to the show. Welcome to Land Tracks After Dark, uh, your weekly dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Ole Miss Athletics. Ooh, what a week it is, and I have an extra special treat for you listeners. I, of course, am your host, Justin Sanders, and uh, back on the show sooner than advertised, all the way from Germany, we got John Stefanczyk on the line. What's up, buddy? You know, I thought I was going to hand this over for three weeks just to give some opportunities to people to... Couldn't stay away. Stay away, because all you dumbasses are sitting. You got there. you got too oh, triggered. We're, we're over against Bama. We're good. I, I'm sitting in the Hofbrau House in Munich, watching the group text convince convince themselves that the that Ole Miss is going to cover against Alabama. When all year I've had I've had like three, well I've had really one main principle in betting in college football, it's that Alabama has got to give Jalen Hurts stats to keep him from keep him engaged in case he's needed at some point during the year. And crap teams like Ole Miss, who, by the way, Nick Saban is still mad that he's lost to them two years in a row. Yeah, I think, I think, that, I think that comes through a little bit. I think everybody seemed to forget that factoid, too. When you have that plus the Hurts factor, what – what happened yesterday wasn't a surprise. And I just want to go ahead and say this off the top. This doesn't mean Ole Miss can't win seven games, that they're not um, – it's just they're if way worse than we thought. Is this defense bad? Yes. Yes. But is there a scheme problems? Yes. But, I mean, we'll, we'll jump right, right into it. Can they beat yeah, Arkansas? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think so. South Carolina, Vanderbilt, maybe. Yeah, I mean, they, the, the, they those are both good teams. Good. Go ahead. 
Well, I guess they'd have to beat that. that that's their path to six or seven. Maybe the they're not beating A and M. They're not beating LSU. They're not beating Auburn. They're not beating Alabama. I, they didn't beat Alabama. I think they could give a scare. And, I think they could give a scare to at least one of those teams. I think the Egg Bowl should be a good game because for the same reason it has been for several years, where one team is really good, the other team is really bad uh, in a yeah, lot of respects. I think, uh, I think I think the Egg Bowl Thanksgiving night is a shot. Yeah, I mean, but I think State's going to run all this, over this, Ole Miss's defense. This is their best defense. shot to beat somebody they probably shouldn't on paper. But Ole Miss is going to pass all over all. State secondary. I mean, that's my best yeah. guess. It's going to be that could be a true shootout. Uh, I think people, yeah, are wildly overreacting to this. Yeah, it's a really bad loss. You looked completely hopeless. The defense got rolled up on. Uh, you know, you start the game off with the DK Metcalf bomb. Uh, you know, really get the crowd into it. You have opportunities after that. You know, it's seven-seven. Alabama turns the ball over. Uh, on your side of the field, uh, honestly, I, I wish Luke had gambled a little bit more. Which, of course, hindsight twenty twenty, when you see the score now, you think, you know, what did you have to lose? But he could have gone for it on fourth down. Then he could have gone for it on fourth down a few other times, and the game was still rel- relatively in reach in the first quarter. Um, but they don't capitalize there. Tommy looks rattled. I think he threw for like six six of twenty or something. The wide receivers did not have a big day. Scotty Phillips did not have a big day. Offensive line for the most part. Uh, got handled by Alabama, and then, of course, the defense. It was no contest. I mean, C.J. Moore at safety is just an abomination. I don't, I don't understand what's going on back there. Uh, I mean, you're playing is, Chucky Moll, is he wearing – Yeah, he's wearing 38. He's a senior. He's like a fifth-year senior. Um, I I don't even know, man. Like, I, I'll just I'll just go ahead since we're just saying whatever. Like, my first reaction after this game, we all agree that Matt Luke – is going to get at least two more seasons after this, right? He inherited a terrible situation. Um, he, he, We have to give him a fair shot. He's a good guy. He's Ole Miss guy, whatever. You know, we're getting through the sanctions anyway. I don't think any Ole Miss fan really thinks that this is, like, the the time to fire Matt Luke hastily and, and do something. What, do you, what Matt Luke should do, knowing he has that job security, just fire Wesley McGriff. You're going to have to pay the buyout at some point anyway. It's obvious that he's not a defensive coordinator by any stretch. Like it's it's a lot more than talent going on in these games. Like it like when when Southern Illinois scores 38 points in the first half, it's not because they have more talent than you. I think we can all agree on that, right? Surely. Like when well, hey, So let's let's I mean on the surface, yep. I mean, I'm with you, but here's the okay, so you get rid of McGriff. Who's going to interim DC the defense? John Sumrall, which is what everybody's been saying for a long but, time. Well, ha- but but hang on here. He's he's new to the staff. So, you're going to tell Jason Jones and who the hell's the uh, who's the line coach, uh, the Bama uh, dude, Freddie Roach. Fred, Freddie yeah. Freddie Roach. Second you're going to tell all of them, hey, the new guy is going to come in and coordinate. Well, the defense. guy that's actually coordinated defenses before, I think you'd tell them we're trying to actually win some games this year and, but he and turn the defense. Troy, right? He he coordinated defense at uh, at Troy and then before that somewhere else too. I forget. I'm just echoing what everybody else is saying. I don't care who the interim is. I just think th- there's no reason not to get rid of McGriff. You're going to have to pay the buyout sometime anyway. He's not going to turn it around. Uh, and you owe it to the players to at least try to like make something work on defense. They're not going to get worse than this. Uh, so like that's also I think an argument towards don't overreact to this game because the defense is trash, but they could slightly improve. Like they could slightly be in better position. Like I think that they could get coached up. They're not getting that coaching right now. Um, and maybe I'll start eating my words with Kent State next week. Maybe Alabama was just too overwhelming on offense for them to even make any adjustments to. But they looked. 
completely lost. Uh, you know, a couple of guys kept playing in the second half and trying to make plays. I mean, Benito a little bit. I, I watched a few minutes of Matt Luke's press conference last night. Boy, that is depressing. Uh, you're just seeing a guy that got his dream job and is just getting destroyed. Uh, pretty rough, pretty rough stuff. I do think that they have it in them to win some more games this year. Uh, I just, I think that game's going to be an anomaly, but at the same time, it's still something that happened. It's a part of the season. You got destroyed by Alabama. You only scored seven points. You're supposed to have such a prolific offense. Uh, yeah, like John said, completely flew in the face of my prediction that I thought they would be able to score at least three times with those wide receivers. And after the first play, it looked like they were going to be able to do it. But, you know, even even with single coverage, I guess, Saban can make adjustments that uh, make it a lot harder. He mixed some coverages up. Tommy hadn't really dealt with that, I guess. I mean, it's just, whew, they just they got exposed a little bit. I mean, there are positive signs, not necessarily just from that game. I mean, Texas Tech beat Houston, which was shocking to me. Um. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, teams change so much week to week, and mm-hmm. especially uh-huh. early in the season. College is always finicky. I'm just the only reason not to fire. I'm I'm just thinking through. Yeah, give me. Well, I want to hear some reasons. So far, all I've really heard is, well, you have to pay his buyout. You're gonna have to pay that no matter what. So give me the next reason why you don't fire McGriff. You can't if you promote Summerall. Are you creating kind of? I guess intangible issues with the rest of the staff of the newest guy is going to get promoted. Like what, well, you know, what does that cause any other? I, I just don't, I don't know the personalities behind if the right. intense, like when sticks around, you don't want to ruffle his feathers. If you go out and hire a proven DC after the season, that's a different story altogether. I, I get that. And yeah, hiring from within is not really a recipe for success. Generally, you want an outside yeah. guy. Yeah, and even so, are you saying are you saying ride McGriff out this season, get a new DC for next season? Correct, because because then the other thing too is, however this season goes, you just pin it on McGriff. If you fire McGriff now, Mm -hmm. then it becomes it starts becoming more and more your problem as opposed to McGriff's problem. I guess the question. Go ahead. That makes sense. Waits through the year. A he doesn't want to, and it's not just the defensive coordinator side of the ball. It's I mean, Matt Luke's trying to build a program. If he's quick to pull the trigger and bail on people, then that sends the but wrong see, I don't message. think I don't think this is a quick trigger. Like, McGriff has been coordinating this defense. Luke didn't hire McGriff. I I don't know. I think I think he should have fired McGriff in the offseason. Uh, maybe he didn't have any other options that people were going to come in. I, I think the question is, like, how much worse is Ole Miss's offense going to be next year? Is it enough to justify making bold moves on defense to try to win one more game this season or two more games? And then how how important would that extra win be for recruiting in February? And that's kind uh, of the complicated calculus. And I don't think one win means shit in the whole scheme. This year means I think, shit. In the whole- I think going from six and six to seven and five would be big. If the, if it's a five and seven to six and six, that's those are those are. For one game swings, those those look better. Seven and five looks like progress from last year. Six and six. I, re- I really don't think how many games you win matters. That I mean, between they could go five and seven this year, and I don't think that's going to impact their ability to recruit at all. I don't know. I mean, I I think if the class that's committed right now signs, then Matt Luke is done in three years. Like no doubt about it. Like I think he needs to add some big names to this class to be able to win games in two years. 
He's got. I don't know how he does that. He's going to go. I mean, let's be frank here. He's. They're gonna. They're gonna be worse next year because ne- next year's the bottom from all of the roster yep. bit. Yep. It's funny because there's, there's a lot of like national college football people saying Ole Miss is giving Alabama a problem. It's like they're. It's like you guys don't pay attention to the details here. Ole Miss is nothing what it was two years ago, three years ago. Well, and, I mean, I think you got to give like Barrett Salee kudos because the guy doesn't mind if he gets shit completely wrong. He knows how to get the hate clicks. And I think by yeah. consistently predicting Ole Miss to win that game, he got a lot of hate clicks. Uh, so more power to him. I mean, it's so funny. Salee riles up these like dumb state fans every every week, it seems like. Like, they fall for it every time. Like, you think he really yeah. cares if he's right or wrong? No. I to generate attention, which is it's his It's pretty job. funny. Yeah, I, I give him props for that. But yeah, no, generally you're right. People don't look at the the big picture. They see that Ole Miss has beaten Alabama in recent history with dominant wide receivers, with good quarterback play. Uh, but obviously there was a lot more going on on those teams. 14 and 15 had much, much better defenses. Um, I don't know. Maybe they, had, maybe they had a better offensive line too. I tried to make the argument last week that I thought Ole Miss's offensive line now was better than then, but they didn't look like it yesterday. And you said you put maybe Bama's better. Yeah, I think Little and Tunzel are are equitable. I'm not backing down from that one. I think Little's going to go in the first round, and we'll see who has a better NFL career. All I know is Tunzel came back in 15, and they doubled their average rushing yards per game. Well, I mean, we, we should compare the rushing yards halfway through the season to what they were when Tunzel was back, because I have no idea. Well, I think the run game now generally is better, but the schedule's also different, so it's hard to say. So, you know what? I think you're being a little quick triggered with, oh, my gosh, the whole Matt Luke thing. But you know what? That's probably what a lot of people are thinking. What do you mean? So what do you mean? What What am I being quick triggered about? One game is like, oh, Matt Luke's not going to make it. Like that no, no, no. I said, I said Matt Luke's not going to make it if he doesn't recruit better this year than he, than he is right now. I believe that. I mean, you have to project out classes for two years from now. Yeah. Here's what. I mean, let's think out loud here. Let's go through it. Because this is what really matters. It doesn't matter that. You know, Alabama, I mean, the details of this game doesn't mean shit for Ole Miss. Here's what matters. You, and here's how Matt Luke can be successful long term. One, he's going against a guy at State that is not from Mississippi. And he sh- Matt Luke should have the advantage with relationships in the state of Mississippi. Yeah, it's a small counterpoint. They they shored up the staff a little bit with Hudspeth and all. I think I think State knows that they're going to have to supplement just Moorhead recruiting Mississippi. I think they're going to go all out with their in-state network to get these kids. We're going to see. And I think that it's not a given he's going to do it because I I think Moorhead's a good coach. Yeah, but like if Mullen if Mullen can get a guy like Jeffrey Simmons, I have faith in their in-state network. I mean they they got some dirty sobs. I think just, that just is just my thought. I think it's very correct. So point is, is well, forget what the odds are. Matt Luke has got to be even or ahead in the yeah. state of Mississippi. Yes, which should be doable. For, you know, if he if he's going to succeed at all, he has to because from. Yeah, yeah. Second of all, so the next thing is you got to look at the league and say where can he's got to ask himself where can he capitalize on other programs struggling. If you look around the SEC in the West right now, there's one obvious, there's one obvious team with an issue, and that's Arkansas. Oh yeah. Who, oh yeah. 
we can briefly hit it. They lost. What was the score? How 40, bad 44 to 10, I believe. They got blown out by North Texas. Ran out of their building by North Texas. Chad Morris is in. Yeah, I mean, the really the, the best news from yesterday was that Ole Miss did not hire Chad Morris. Yeah, which I, I thought – I never thought that hire made any sense. Oh, so, sorry. I think it was 17-44 to 44 final. I was, I was cutting Arkansas short by, there. They got an extra touchdown by, in garbage time. They got beat by four scores in their building. Yeah. So that's – there it is. So go to our, go get a couple kids that Arkansas would normally get because it's it's. I mean that place. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean they don't have any sanctions or anything. They're going to be restless. I mean, Chad Morris could be gone in two years quite easily there. Huh. So that's the spot. North Louisiana has always been this area that LSU doesn't have locked down to the level they do the middle of right. the southern state. Right. Go find hit or two there. And then from there, you've got to evaluate well. Go get the tweener that Georgia doesn't quite want. Do you think? Do you them. think you go back into Texas or freeze was heavy in Texas? There's so many players in Texas that you can do it, but I I think freeze got two Texas happy. Yeah, probably so. But I mean, I think there's some some connections you have there now. Didn't so Jalen Jones and Little both went to Allen. Maybe you can open up a little bit of an Allen thing going on. They have a lot of good players. What do you say? can pick your spots in texas yeah uh-huh past successes so but that's that's how he recruits okay what about but but i i still think that the staff is very important and i don't think he's doing himself any oh, favors it, by having mcgriff it, as the coordinator he yes he's got to change he's got to he's got to get the defensive staff where it's going to be long term this offseason i think it's more than just mcgriff personally oh yeah i mean i'm not i'm not disputing that there are other problems there but i just think yeah, like I think a lot of people are putting this on Luke. I think Luke's putting it on himself. And yeah, a lot of it can be put on Luke. But I mean, you can't watch that defense play and think that they're well coached. Like I'm far from an expert, but they they look so lost. Like they they're they're just not ready for anything that happens on that field. And this is not just against Alabama. They look the same way against Southern Illinois. I mean, I just. I don't know how long it goes on. And maybe maybe it goes on all season, just like you were talking about, and that's just the way it is, but oof, it's it's really really bad. I don't I don't but know what look, to say the, about the, it. you don't you can't I mean, there's such a talent discrepancy, you can't learn that much from the Alabama game. The Southern Illinois game tells you everything you need yes, to know. Yes, exactly. I mean the Alabama game was just the fulfillment of the prophecy that was laid out in the Southern Illinois game. But the Southern Illinois game is yeah, that's that's gonna be McGriff is going to have to do a lot of good things to get past that first half against Southern Illinois. Like, geez. Yeah. But and maybe Kent State will tell us something. Maybe they can improve yeah. against Kent State or whatever. But, I mean, then you got LSU right after that. Yeah, you got to go to Baton Rouge. So they got they better get better fast. And, and on the recruiting thing, let's wait and see how. You got to see how it plays out on the field before you. You can't just say, oh, they're ranked 29th. This class isn't that good. Missouri got to Atlanta twice with classes in the 30s. We've seen programs yeah, from do the it. East. It's a, it, from it, the it, east. It comes. It comes down to talent evaluation. I mean, if you can go find Mike Hilton and Evan Ingram again, is is ho hum three stars? You're good. But I'm just looking. I look at this class, and I see what like a ton of offensive linemen, which is good. Uh, what I'm not seeing though is the the defensive playmakers. That's what I'm so worried about. It, that's the pro. I mean. 
Kim- you got Kim- wide Kim- receivers. You got good wide receivers. You got offensive linemen. Let's see. You got Sam Williams, Juco, defensive end. Do you have a running back? No. Patrick Lucas, uh, d- a three-star defensive tackle. You got three, three-star three safety from Juco, Jonathan Haynes. Uh, Ashanti Sistrunk, three-star outside linebacker from Mississippi. Jalen Jordan, three-star cornerback. Uh, let's see. Jay Stanley is a three-star safety. Wesson said he was good not long ago. Tyler Judson, three-star safety. I mean, yeah, maybe some of these guys are Trey Elston or whatever. Jamar Richardson, another Juco cornerback, three-star. Stand Tavario Standifer, a three-star safety. And that's it. So you have, what did I say, one four-star, and that's a Juco defensive end. I mean, not to put everything on stars. I'm yeah, just, I'm, Juco's I'm worried. Yeah, so that's I, a three-star. I'm, I'm worried that not all of these guys are going to be Cody Pruitt's and Trey Elston's, right? Like, I don't, like, what can you, what can you reasonably think a hit rate is for a three-star Mississippi defensive guy to become a solid oh. SEC contributor? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they got we don't get, see a lot on the roster they right get now. Half of them to be solid players. They have some guys that I think could be good in the future. You know, Keydron Smith, maybe Kevonte Ruggs. That was funny last night. So one of the big storylines that you probably missed because you weren't watching the game live was uh Ruggs's brother is a wide receiver for Bama. And so they would he would they would he would like tackle him and stuff and it's he like well at one point the brother scored and uh Cavante like threw him down in the end zone. That was pretty funny. Uh and they would show their parents and stuff. That was a fun little back and forth. But yeah, Cavante Ruggs is not I mean at least against Alabama, he's not ready yet. You know, maybe he is the best linebacker on the team. He's gonna start and all that stuff. He's a freshman, he's young. Um, and maybe five other guys in the defensive roster look like they could be really good in time. Uh, but there's just not enough there. Like, you need two solid teams of contributors, really, to have a good defense, right? You need you need a two deep. And right now they have, like, half of a first team. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take time to – Ooh, they... Falcons late hit Cam Newton. They got in a fight on the field, apparently. Nice. I didn't – tell the audience this so we're recording it's sunday night for me here in germany and there is a tv channel that carries nfl games and they have the packer viking game as well as the. oh yeah we um, forgot to mention laquan treadwell with his first career pat's uh, jags game so the Vikings score i'm going okay who caught that and the announcer and the announcer in a german accent goes treadwell and i'm like what i was like i had forgotten laquan treadwell was even a viking that's how i think, a, I think laquan treadwell forgot that yeah i mean congrats <laughs> congrats to the man uh he ran a good skinny post and was like actually long time coming yeah maybe he can maybe he can score a few more this season and and get off the schneid figures it out has some tds i hope so i hope so good guy yep. um yeah recording this on sunday i got red zone on Behind me here, Saints not doing shit, not throwing to my boy Michael Thomas at all. What you say? I guess so. Anything else from the Ole Miss game? I uh, think the the crowd looked good. They packed him in there. Um, they you know after that first touchdown, it was loud as hell. I said you know they had an opportunity, and Luke talked to this in his press conference too. Uh, yeah, the final score was super ugly. There were moments in the game when Ole Miss was still in it. They did not take advantage. Uh, I think the lights were too bright for Tomu. He Saban thoroughly shut him down. Um, hey, he, he he shut Shea down too. So I don't think it's any sort of uh, indictment on uh, on Tomu versus Shea at least. What you say? He shut Bo Wallace down in 2013. Bo Wallace got him in 14. I mean, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, you got to play. You got to play Alabama at least once to understand what you're going up against. Yeah, that's probably true. And Tiamo doesn't have the, doesn't have a defense to go against and practice anywhere. Or, yeah, or I mean that's them. definitely true. And it's not like he has like uh, some genius defensive coordinator mixing coverages on the scout team to get him ready or whatever. Like I don't think McGriff knows how to get one coverage in there. Yeah. Um. I'm just really – if it's not coming through, I am just so, so, so down on Wesley McGriff. Like, I think I think I've made that point, but I just – I can't say it enough. My opinion is set in stone at this point. It's going to take a lot to change it. I think he is a huge problem. Uh, not the only problem, but a huge problem. Um, yeah. I mean, so what's the base case to keep everybody happy uh, the week after the season's over? And I is I think you, you fire McGriff. Well, you fire McGriff, and then you go find. They, they need to have a DC hired quick because yeah. Is uh is is what's his face Luke's agent as well? I think he is the guy that ripped Freeze and all of that. Jimmy Sexton. Jimmy Sexton. Yeah, maybe he can help you find the defensive coordinator. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm good. just trying to figure out what. I mean, if they can go find a young guy that kind of. I mean, they're not. I don't know. I mean, unless they go pay just a gazillion dollars, not going to be able to go find and get a top guy. And why a not? I guy. mean, it might be worth it to for for defensive recruiting and then better product on the field. I mean, Matt Luke isn't making that much, and I don't think he's going to get a raise this year. No, but they're not getting bowl money. They've got cash flow issues. No, it's definitely so. true. The SEC network money has apparently peaked. They're going to be getting less money in the future. But at the same time, like. Lost. Yeah. I think they have some money. I don't think that they're they're to the point where they're borrowing to expand uh, baseball stadiums or anything like that. What? I don't think it, the other reason a top guy's not going to come is because that roster's terrible. Why would mm-hmm. he? He's not going to want to go trash his. Mm-hmm. Probably the best you could do is kind of like what State did and get like a a washed DC that used to be good, like Bob Shoop. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I, what? You go find- I mean, you go well. I mean, honestly, hiring a John Summerall type for a mid school to come up would be, be good. And, and you know good, what? Yeah. If, you, if you want to sit there and say Summerall's been great and and bought, and bought into the staff and promote him after the season, I mean, yeah, I have it's no not, idea. Not going to be the most appealing thing by any stretch, but it that could work. Maybe, that could maybe work. Uh, know. you know, I I said it on the last episode. I don't know if you're, but I I just think. It's very important to not do what Freeze did in hiring this DC. Do not emphasize recruiting with the DC hire. I, I want a sound coordinator that can manage a team of dirty ass position coaches that can be the recruiters. Correct. That Which that means, is the better formula. Maybe Summerall that guy. Yeah, maybe Summerall if he can be the the X's and O's and the motivator, and then you can get guys like McGriff. Obviously, not McGriff to coach your safeties and your linebackers and whatever, and they get out there and hit the trail hard and, you know, do all the things you have to do to be successful in recruiting. Uh, yeah. That would be a recipe I would much rather try than the current recipe, whereas you have a motivator recruiter coordinating the defense who also hasn't recruited anybody <laughs> because you're, you've had terrible sanctions and all of that. And who knows why McGriff, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's lots of excuses that could be given for why McGriff hasn't really recruited anybody. Uh, but it's just the fact of the matter at the end of the day. He doesn't have the dudes, and he doesn't have the chops to use the dudes he has in any sort of effective way, it seems. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, well, it, it, it's probably going to be easier to go get good position coaches than it is a D, like a proven DC. Mm-hmm. So if Summerall, and you tell Summerall, put together whatever the hell staff you want, and then the, then you can send the message to everybody there that look, this dude's taking over. He's making his evaluations. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I just like it. For me, it goes back to the fact that Luke has this leash. He has these. I think at least three seasons to figure it out. So if I'm Luke, I start thinking about making bold moves and and trying to. And yeah, even if if Summerall divides the staff this year if it means next year is better because he has more time to work on the defense that he has and he like i don't know maybe it works out um i don't i don't predict that he will fire mcgriff it's really just something i wish would happen but i don't really see the downside for luke because like you said this season it doesn't matter if you win five if you win five games or six games you know does that does that really make that much of a difference if it means next year they're better on defense it might be worth it i don't know we'll see what happens the other flip side would be give let Summerall audition, see how he handles both the on the field and off the field component of it. And is this? Yeah, I mean, and if you, oh yeah, if you give him the interim job, if you believe some of the Ole Miss conspiracy posters, you know, Summerall's already been calling the plays. You know, the tale of two halves when uh when Ole Miss gets blown out in the first half and then does better in the second half, usually because of the opponent in SIU well, and Bama games. But they say, oh, what was different in the second half? Who was calling the plays? Was John Summerall secretly calling the plays? So I mean that's always funny. Um, I don't know. Let's, Are we even given? Let's move on. Let's talk about other games. Let's talk about LSU Auburn. About the let's talk about the LSU Bengal Tigers. Yep, that's right. Do you see? Did you see the video of Ed Orgeron after the game? I watched all kinds of highlights of this because. No, but did you I'll, see the snap? Do you see Devin White's Snapchat of Orgeron in the locker room? Oh yes, we're, we're gonna get there. Okay, all right, go on, continue. So I watched LSU play Miami and went and sat there and said, well, they got a bunch of athletes, they run around fast, and Joe Burrow looks like he's got the potential mm-hmm. to come in and do something. Yesterday, did Joe Burrow have great numbers? No. Did he make big throws in the fourth quarter, including the long touchdown and then the fourth down throw? Yes. That's all LSU needs. Eddie doesn't need a guy that's going to light it up. He needs a guy that can make the big throw in, in the clutch. There – there, LSU's got a shot to really do something this year because that was their hard road game. They get State, who they're more athletic and better than. Yeah. Georgia, which I I think LSU's front seven will pretty much neutralize State's running game, and then I I don't think Fitzgerald can pass for shit. Georgia and then Alabama, and they get them all in Death Valley, and they get Ole Miss there too. If you if you think Ole Miss can give them a scare, they have a big advantage starting off. That's a ridiculous comment to even think Ole Miss has a shot against. Nah, them, I think but. no, I don't think so. I I think I think Ole Miss can scare anybody if your defense isn't playing a good game. I mean, that, I think they're going to score. I think, I think I, Ole, Ole Miss can scare Carolina. That's about it. No, I think I think Ole Miss can scare any team left on their schedule. It doesn't mean they're going to, but it's still possible. Yep. We'll see. Anyway. I mean, I think the so, wide receivers are going to have a chip after getting shut down so hard by Alabama. We'll we'll see if they can get a lot more open, I guess, and, and Tom Mu can can make better decisions. But I, that's the best defense he's going to play. Do we agree on that? Yeah, but he, he's still going to play guys with athletes that run around that quick. We'll we'll, well see. that's also I think that might also be one of the more motivated teams they play. Like I I think you're right that Saban still has that game circled. I don't think he likes the way that people talk about Ole Miss being able to give him a scare. I think he wanted to make sure that defense made it. I don't think LSU is going to be as up 
for Ole Miss and Baton Rouge. You know what I mean? Like, I just think I think it's going to be different. I would agree. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. It's like you, you can't predict these things. It's the SEC West. Crazy things happen. Uh, no one thought Ole Miss was going to get to six and six last year. We'll see what happens. And people now are still like panicking so hard. Like you get on the Ole Miss boards. I saw a thread that was like. Only gimme left on the schedule is Kent State. UL Monroe is going to give us fits, and UL Monroe is going to win the game or whatever. Like, I mean, it's possible, but I think it's a crazy overreaction. Like, you just got to take it a week at a time. All right, go on. Go on with your LSU-Auburn talk, please. Anyway, sit them throws two picks. Also, I mean, this is – it's been a while since we've had an LSU team that's this fun to watch. We have pure coon-ass coaching them. Mm-hmm. We have – a cornerback named Greedy Williams. I yes. mean, yeah, I love that. All, it's been a while since we've had a name that big, that that fantastic, that, yeah, fantastic on an LSU team. They run around. I mean, from a, from a talent standpoint, they're all fun to watch. And if you know any of the Joe Burrow background story, he was Mister Ohio. Was at Ohio State. Couple injuries, just kind of the way the just the way the cards injuries and all the other quarterbacks just mm-hmm. didn't didn't work out for him to get the job this is a this is actually a, a good example of where transferring can work for a kid and he now gets to go be be the answer for a, one of the one of the at a minimum eight best rosters in i think uh i think quarterback transfers might have the highest success rate it doesn't always work out, obviously, but it seems like a position where you can come in to a program that's missing a QB but otherwise pretty good and have success as a grad transfer. It seems to yeah, happen Shea, more than other positions. Yeah, Shea, <laughs> Shea Patterson's fixed Michigan, all right. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you have to be good at your job first before you can go and make an impact somewhere else. And also, a lot of these teams, like Ohio State, have really deep quarterback rooms with guys like Burroughs just sitting on the bench because they have better players. Jalen Hurts would make a lot most teams better. I yeah. mean, everybody says that make most teams better. So oh, I agree. That's that. So they got the guy, and then oh, um, I, I was really impressed with the way. Is I mean, everybody hears O talk and goes, "Oh my God, the accent, blah blah blah." He's saying all the right things though, from a how to manage this standpoint. Saying that you know, team, we got the you know, we came from behind because the leadership and the character of our like he uh-huh. wasn't just saying it fluff. He was sitting there like, we have a leadership structure, we're built to handle this. It, 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 there's a, there's a maturity that he certainly didn't have at Ole Miss, and even when he was doing these interim gigs, he has um, he really seems to have settled it into this role, or he's really seemed to he's really to me, seems like he's figuring out – he's more or less figuring out how to be a head coach. I mean, sure. it's – I mean, it, it's pretty – it is – I mean, the old, old Miss world is, is annoyed for how big of a flop 05 to 07 was, but Ed's taken that experience and turned himself into a coach. And yeah, well, Ole Miss either gets the coaches when they're too green to do anything or they're completely washed like Houston Nutt. That's just – that's our lot in life. Just you got you, you got freeze right in a sweet hold. spot where he would he had practiced some he was getting up. Go ahead. Then he had an environment to let him go a wall. I mean, yep, and then boosters. he he became the god of Ole Miss, and it was just a complete nightmare. Ole Miss boosters and infrastructure just are not set up to win. It, it, it's it's not just a happen. I think it's more than just happenstance of luck at this point. I think Ole Miss has proven that they from a who's really who the key players in the pro 
program are from a support standpoint. They just don't have the wherewithal to yeah. to be part of a really winning program. But well, I think it starts at the top. And yeah, Bjork and we just we were just watching this video of Bjork on Rebel Alley or whatever, like trying to get the crowd pumped up with his wrestling belt and all. And man, this is this is some cringy shit, man. Like. Uh, I don't know, like, what's wrong with Bjork. I I don't know if he realizes what the job of an administrator is. You're not supposed to be the guy that's out there, like, getting people hyped. Like, just do your job, man. Just just do your job behind the scenes and be an administrator. I just, I, I'm so over his theatrics. It's such bullshit. It's bad. Anyway, Orgeron has, I think, has this group focused. Everybody's been saying he's on the hot seat down there. Not not right now. <laughs> LSU's booster club fan base—they want—they uh, want a local guy to succeed. They want him to succeed the way the locals want, like Oxford wants yeah, Matt Luke. That's definitely true. Yeah, they're not, they're not trying to go cut his head off. They'll, they will if he went six and six this year. It'd be different, but into this season, he has their full support. Yeah, and no, so definitely. he doesn't. I don't think he sees the pressure. And plus, he's been around enough to know. You know what? Forget all that. I'm going to focus on my team, do my job, etc. Nobody expects him to be this holier than thou person beyond just a football coach. That's kind of the. That's really the benefit of Ed being perceived the way he is. Is nobody thinks he's supposed to be some steward of society like they, like all this these Urban Meyer expectations. You're never going to see Ed Orgeron do a damn Tom Rinaldi interview for I should have known better, blah, 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 on some incident. That's never going to happen. So that's, you know, you just think, you just think if something like that happened there, they would protect him more. Well, no, they would, it wouldn't, Ed would, I think Ed would handle it much more, much more directly and say, here's what it was. I don't know. It does. It with, with what we know about, go ahead. An expectation for Ed Orgeron to be like the savior of society. That's my point. Yeah, I, I follow you there for sure. I also think with what we know about Baton Rouge and that team and who they have coaching and stuff like that, it does seem like they have a pretty uh, tight Baton, circle. And to your point, Baton Rouge would cover that up. Yeah, I think they have a pretty tight circle of trust is because uh, you never really hear about their players getting in that much trouble, it seems it's, like. Ole Miss is a horribly managed, um, committed to hoard – Manages the details horribly. LSU does a great job managing yeah, it. I, I agree What's with that. Frustrating for an Ole Miss fan because it's not like there there really shouldn't be a lot of difference between the two. I mean, yeah. we're not talking in Alabama the same. Why can't Ole Miss figure it out when Alabama and LSU? Can't? Alabama is a good question. Oh. I think LSU. You know, you're the only game in town. Really, you're the only SEC school in the state. It's a pretty big state. You got a lot of talent. You're in a big city. You got New Orleans right there. I think LSU has more natural resources. Alabama is more a study in in astroturfing an amazing program, right? Like they just they just built they have the, they had the history, but Saban just came in and, and built it with with really no. I mean, Alabama what is maybe like a top eight, top ten state for football recruits, but still, it's not enough in and of itself to support a program the caliber of Alabama. Say Texas, California, Georgia. Mississippi, Florida. Louisiana, Alabama, all in the top ten, but not the top five, probably. Yeah, well, let's see here. You got California, Texas, Georgia, Florida are clearly better. Who's better? You said Georgia. That's the five. Georgia, right there. Uh, I said Georgia. Georgia, Florida, Texas, California. Uh, fifth. 
Who are we forgetting in here? I mean, Tennessee. I think I think Tennessee, Louisiana, and Mississippi, Alabama are all the next tier. Uh, oh, Tennessee's not because look how bad the balls are. Yeah, I. I, I, mean, I think the conversation would be Ohio, maybe, Ohio, maybe Ohio, Pennsylvania. Yeah, the big the big populous states. You take Alabama or Wisconsin. I'm taking Alabama. Yeah, I think I take Alabama. I mean, you can look Alabama. at the NFL per capita stuff, right? Where Mississippi is Alabama the most. or Ohio. Yeah. So, so yes, there is a lot. It's not just Alabama. He's he's adjacent to all these federal recruiting states, but so are, so is Ole Miss, so is Mississippi State. That's the question. I, I think, think Alabama is probably the fifth or sixth best territory. I think it comes back to corruption. I mean, I think that's why Ole Miss and Mississippi State are so much worse than Alabama and Auburn. It's just that it's a crooked-ass state that hobbles itself at every turn. Yeah. And the the freaking – instead of having boards of trustees for the colleges, having them all managed by the IHL is a great example. Yeah, it's just amazing that – Just crabs in a bucket. Go ahead. It's really impressive that they're they're that much worse than Alabama and Louisiana, though. That's the part that I just look at and say – you know what in the world i mean it, it shouldn't be that way but it is yeah i mean i i think there's i don't know i mean auburn and alabama bitterly hate each other and and yet still they've both reached the pinnacle they've they've kind of made each other better out of that rivalry whereas it seems like mississippi state and Ole miss kind of the opposite where every time one gets up the other tries to pull them back down i don't know how much of a factor that plays it's obviously a lot of a lot of factors going into that but um, let's see other games. Oh, 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 oh t- two more. Hang on. Two more LSU things here. Okay. This is, this, this is so much fun. First of all, egg, the crazy fake punt, fake punt play in the third quarter. That's also what makes this team great. We're going to have a crazy trick play. We have greet. We have a greedy Williams and we have Orgeron coaching it. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's just magical. It's magical. It's high. It's probably one of the most entertaining college teams to watch in a while just because of all the dynamics going on. Oh, and Devin White, my God. How, how good is he this year? Yeah, seriously. Anyway, so let's, so that's the game. Let's talk about after the game. First yep. of all, Ed, Ed and the cop, after they made the field goal, walking the shake Gus's hands was great. I didn't see that. He celebrated with the cop? It's very obvious that – it's really obvious that Ed thinks Gus is a pussy, kind of because he is. So. <laughs> And so he and the cop are like, we got these bastards, you know, which is, it's clear Ed is a foot. I mean, he really is a football guy to steal some part of my take terminology. And then Devin white is a, uh, is that Instagram live? He had, I think it was so, a, my, it was either Instagram live or a Snapchat. Yeah. I think it was Instagram live. You're right. Cause there's comments. Instagram, yes. Instagram living the Ed Orgeron post game speech. And, uh, Ed's going, hi, 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 trying to get the boys calmed down and then tell them how good of a job they did. And somebody just goes, fuck that. And to your credit, you're the one that found this video. Or, or no, no, someone else did, fuck, yeah. Fuck them. And Ed, and, Ed, and Ed just immediately goes, fuck them is correct. No, but he said it. He's like, well, fuck them. Fuck, fuck, fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. It was, it was great, yeah. It was more like, fuck them is right. <laughs> And they just all go nuts. Kind of like, yeah, we wanted to kick these punks' ass. Yeah, which is which I support because I mean, yes, I agree. Fuck Auburn. I definitely like LSU more than Auburn. Auburn fans they are, are the worst. Alabama, Alabama, you respect. I, you respect so, the program Auburn, more than the fan Auburn base. Is the, 
Auburn is this like whiny little brother, and they got the goofiest son of a they got a goofy son of a bitch coaching them. Yeah, and, and they, they do stuff like, like oh, build the, a giant loveliest village on the plain. It's just kind of all. I mean, they 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 totally deserved it. I felt like I uh, like that. I was like that. I am so happy that Ed Orgeron just told them to go fuck. Get, oh, to go absolutely, fuck. absolutely. It was, it was perfect. Um, that's good it stuff. Is, that, uh, I, that that's who I'm. That's who I want to see do well this year. I think Georgia. They're going to get Alabama at night. Ed's played Alabama pretty well the past two years, um, and he's got a quarterback that can throw a bit better. He gets them in Death Valley. I think I think Death Valley hosting out, especially if they get if they get there undefeated or just one loss. I mean, they can lose a game and still win the conference. Yeah. I think at Texas A and M could be the one they could, could be they could lose that too. So that's gonna they're gonna be interesting to watch this season. A and M. I mean they have they look, they look got good. A, like, they have a hellacious schedule, but yeah, they have all the and I think the offense continues to get better throughout the year as Burrow plays more. Is my thinking, but mm-hmm. so let's we'll move on, let's let's move on other games. I already mentioned Texas Tech uh, scoring sixty three points on Houston and Ed Oliver. Kind of shocked by that. Um, Houston did score 49. I thought Houston's offense looked really good the first two weeks, so it makes sense. Uh, my question for you out of this game, John, Tech rolls up 63 points on Houston. You can't tell me their defense is really worse than ours. Uh, is the is the missing piece in the Texas Tech game the fact that the starting QB went down and Bowman had to come in off the bench? If Bowman had been preparing as the starter, I wonder if they would have scored more than 27. I have to think probably so. I think probably so, but... You know, Ole Miss you, could have you, kept scoring in that game. Ole Miss was scoring at will, so that that could have been a true shootout. When, when, when you return a, a quarterback with some experience, you have an advantage that 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 tends to help you win a game early in, in early in the season. Uh huh. Having Tom, you yeah, yeah, and That's, I think they Ole took, Miss probably could have still won a, a shootout with Tech, but I mean, sixty three points on Houston, man. Like I, I promise you, Ed Oliver and his defense is better than Ole Miss's defense right now. So that's it's an interesting thing to look to reflect back on. Tech probably still not good, but I mean that's I thought Houston was gonna roll them. So that's that's good for for Ole Miss's strength of schedule, I guess. Your moral victory count. Uh, what what the, the, you're talking about their playoff seating? No, I'm just I'm just talking about for your for your water cooler conversations about who who's where people fall in the echelon of college football. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a lot of those next two weeks, so I appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, when, when you have a conversation at the uh, – what are they called, like the the tables with the long benches where you sit at and drink your beer? I have no idea. That's a good question. When you sit there want, in the beer hall. They want to talk about old Bayern Munich. That's what they want to talk about. Yeah, football, baby, and uh, what techno music. I don't know what else they like in Germany. Driving fast on the Autobahn. You get yes. you got to rent a car? You rent a car and go on the Autobahn. I've been on the Autobahn, but I don't have a car because I'm staying within a couple kilometers of the plant. I'm just walking. I'm uh, going that European. Uh, wait, did you drive on the Autobahn or you were a passenger? I was a passenger. How was it? How fast did you go? Did they go fast? You can go as fast as you want. Well, it's I know, a, but how fast did season. you go? I, did, I didn't drive. I, I, we were going I know, like 141. But, oh, damn. 140 kilometers, so what's it, like 100 miles? Like 80. Oh, but that's well so weak. Treadwell just dropped a pass. Well, I mean, back to reality. Um, all right. Sorry, I was turned around checking out the screen. I'm trying. I'm I was on for... a train to Munich that went 230 kilometers an hour this weekend. Oh, that's sick. That's sick. was that like a maglev thing going on? This is impressive. 
So is that was it? It was like a floating train or what? Uh, I don't know. If it, I think so. Uh, interesting. All right, quickly, quickly, and this the rest of the show is going to be quick, guys, because uh, the way we time this on Sunday, we actually don't have lines. We're going to talk about some games, a few other games around the country. Uh, Vanderbilt played Notre Dame, uh, very close at Notre Dame. I think they they played them closer than Michigan did. Really, um, ended up losing on kind of a heartbreaking final drive, down by five. Uh, just the 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 guy caught it on fourth down, came down the ball. How bad is Michigan that they lost a team that should have lost to Vanderbilt? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I think Michigan is has problems. I don't know who they played this week. Um, also around the country, let's see. Uh, TCU gave Ohio State a scare last night before uh, they pulled away, won by a couple scores, I think. But interesting, nonetheless, is, I, I is, think is Ohio, Urban back we'll now? Talk about this early. Yeah. Urban's been back in practice. He's now fully back. Okay. I, I think the whole Urban Meyer thing kind of has galvanized that team this year. And probably, yeah. I think they, I think they, and Wisconsin lost to BYU. They're going to coast to a Big Ten title and run the table. Michigan gave up twenty points to SMU and only scored forty-five. I don't know. I don't think SMU is very good. I don't think Michigan should be the number nineteen team in the country, but we'll see. So the, the Browns are up twelve to three. The Saints have huge issues to start. Yeah, this season. I know. I thought after last week they were going to score a lot more this week. I need some Michael Thomas points here. They've had forty and they get rolled by the Bucks and they only have three points against the Browns. Me shit. They're going to let Cleveland win their first game in three. And uh, how damn long? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. That tie last week was hilarious. Yeah. Um, uh, play Trevor Lawrence a lot. They're getting him ready for the playoffs. That's kind of their bit. Georgia nonchalant. Oklahoma avenged their Iowa State loss. And paid attention on that one. BYU beat Wisconsin. Not surprised. I mean, Wisconsin oh, yeah. That, that's news, though. Wisconsin's a top 10 team. They were. Yeah. Like I said, Ohio State is, is is head and shoulders above everyone in the Big Ten. Yeah, right. yeah. They're, they're they're a playoff team. Alabama's well. It is possible Alabama doesn't get in the playoff. Really, I, I you think with that. the the best offense Saban's had in a long time? I mean, they're the best team, but they could they could miss it. Well, here well here they lo- let's say they lose to LSU. Let's say they lose to LSU in Georgia. Let's think, let me think, let me think through how this would work. Georgia beats LSU in the regular season. LSU wins every other game. LSU is an eleven and one Western champion. That includes right. a win over Alabama. Right. They beat a defeated Georgia team in the conference title game. So Georgia's twelve and one. LSU's twelve and one. Alabama's eleven and one. Oh, LSU's man. clear. Who's in between Georgia and Alabama? Georgia. Because Georgia, Georgia has the head-to-head over LSU, they're one and one versus LSU in that situation. Alabama's zero and one versus strength of schedule would be the other way to do it. Um, Georgia, just who's Georgia plays? They're gonna play uh, one out of conference good game, right? I don't remember who. Yeah, that's what I'm about to look at. Alabama only so played Louisville. They played Louisville. They, they were weak. Um, yeah. Oh, Georgia Tech. They got the rivalry game. So that's a wash. Yeah, that's those are pretty similar schedules. That's a wash. I mean, I think. Oh, and uh, oh, the other piece. So Georgia gets Auburn. So they would, they would beat Auburn at home. Alabama beats Auburn at home. So then, so the so the third so the other best team in the West. They both beaten, and they have a win over LSU in Death Valley, and Alabama. Um, 
let's see, and what would Alabama have as a signature road win at that point? Because they would have beaten Auburn at home, lost at Death Valley. So, yeah, they're out, nice. I think. My Dolphins defense just got an interception. Let's go, baby. Because here's the thing. Georgia's a big enough draw on fan base that they you could actually replace them from a commercial. You, you could have picked them over Alabama from a commercial standpoint and be okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's inter- it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to watch that play out with those three if LSU really yeah, is as good as they maybe are. I think Alabama LSU also has- could lose some games. I mean, Alabama's road games at, at Ole Miss, meaningless at Arkansas, meaningless at Tennessee, at LSU. If they lose to LSU, then that means they, yeah, they only have nobody. one hard road game. They yeah. beat nobody on the road. Yep. I, I, I mean, I think Saban probably wins with this team against LSU. We're going to find out. He probably does. But they, I, I mean, but Tua, this, Tua seems pretty team, damn good. This team is predicated on Tua being Tua. And yeah. here's the thing. He could go he, – LSU, would. they need Death Valley to be you know, the scariest place on earth. And if they can rattle them, then if they can rat, if they can be – if that place can be just a buzzsaw and they stop the run early in the game, then Tua's got to go make some plays. And yeah. LSU – and the LSU defense is a lot. Can, yeah, they can actually make can it. Can hold up, the yeah. line for a while. And if Tua makes a couple mistakes, then it gets – then it's like, holy shit, I am in fucking Death Valley, and this place is insane. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that – I mean, if, it, if the game was in Bryant-Denny, Alabama wins by double digits. But mm-hmm. that's my thinking. I'm just thinking that's going to be yeah. – that game could be really, really, really good this year. It's definitely going to be interesting. All right, so let's move on to uh, Lines of the Week, sponsored by MyBookie. Don't forget, if you hop over to MyBookie, use our code SHARK25, get an extra $25 bonus cash. Uh, I promise you're going to have fun over there, guys. It's a great site. Really fun. Play around with the parlays. That's what I like to do, just because parlays are an easy way to put a little bit of money down, be invested in several games, and have the potential for a big payout, even though it never actually happens. And parlays are how they build the casinos. Um, so like I mentioned before, we don't actually have lines up yet since we're recording this, uh, kind of a, an early episode here on Sunday afternoon. Uh, but we can look at the matchups and, uh, at least call out games that should be interesting. First one I'm seeing is, uh, Clemson, Georgia tech, um, at two thirty. uh, da, da, da. let's see Notre Dame, wake forest. I don't know. Notre uh, Dame, wake forest. At Wake Forest. Um, a lot of boring matchups this week. Go on. Well, Notre Dame hadn't been very good the past two weeks. Nebraska, 0-2 Nebraska. Goes oh, yeah, we didn't mention Nebraska losing to Troy. That's something. Alabama, Alabama football right there. Yep. Roll yep. So, yeah, I think that helps solidify Alabama as the fifth best state to recruit yeah. from if Troy could beat Nebraska. Seems like I think yeah. they're fifth. I would take Alabama over Ohio. I think that's the discussion, but I would take it over Ohio. Because Ohio State goes to Texas. They go to Texas more than anybody pays attention to to get players. Alabama is number four in NFL players per capita. Okay. They are top five. There you go. You got Florida, uh, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, number three. Alabama, Louisiana, Hawaii. Florida, Georgia's already? No, that's not right. Hawaii at number six, Mississippi at number seven. A&M goes to Alabama. Can A&M give them a game at all? Uh, I mean, maybe early on. I think Alabama pulls away for sure. So I'm going to make it. I don't know what the line's going to be, but I lay Alabama, and here's why. 
one here so 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 the scenario I just described here here is a way for Saban to counter it is he beats the shit out of AM who was even to Clemson that night in Kyle Field. So if Clemson's sitting there eleven and one, twelve and zero, he's saying I killed the team. I killed the common opponent that they barely squeaked by. Right. Yeah, I think that makes and sense. Two. I, I think he just. I mean, he Jimbo used to be an assistant. I just assume he got. He, he wants to go out there and kick Jimbo's ass. Yep, so. Yep. And I think. I mean, I, I think talking about Saban still hating Ole Miss. I think it, it's been longer, but I don't think he's forgotten the Johnny football games. I think that probably still. No, Saban. I think. Head. Yeah. Yeah. So I like you know, we can build a parlay off concepts here. Play okay. Alabama at home. Uh huh. What about Florida Tennessee? He's taking Dan Mullen in that game. Is that game at night? That's the that's a night game typically. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's at seven. Is, and is is that the game that they? No, I'm thinking Florida Georgia. I don't know where that game is, but yeah, it's at seven. Seven Eastern, six Central. But then Knoxville. Seven Central. Sorry. Um, I think Florida probably covers Tennessee garbage mullen needs the win because you can't lose to kentucky and tennessee no, yeah I mean, he needs it bad yeah you can brand it as um you can brand it as it's not his team but here's the thing though is he he him not beating kentucky is is a deviation from his historical norm which is he beats who he's supposed to beat. Right. so right let's say he goes to knoxville and loses that game uh, it's getting things are getting hairy in gainesville then that's an issue for him. It's a must win for – I think he's got to win that game. I don't think ten, – Tennessee only scored, I think, 24 points this past week against some trash team. Yeah, Florida really should bad, be able yeah. to stymie. If, if Tennessee snuck this one out, I wouldn't be shocked. But I do like the Gators. Uh, but I don't know if I, – I don't know if I like them by a lot. Right, yeah, so it depends on the line that we can't see. That, them not being able to score a lot against uh, um, Kentucky concerns me, so uh-huh. I would put the Florida money line in a parlay. Okay. The lay Bama, Florida money line, I think Mullen has to win that game. Now, here's a game. Uh, I think there's either two outcomes here. Either Mississippi State completely destroys Kentucky or it's a close game and they get more than they bargained for. Like I, I think those are the two outcomes. They probably win easily, but at the same time, for a team that's three and zero, and had the games haven't been close, there I think the state has had some problems. I mean, Fitzgerald still can't pass. Basically, if you can load the box against them and make them pass, I think it becomes a lot more of a game. Uh, I think the problem is going to be Kentucky's offense isn't going to be able to do much. I would guess against State's defense. But if they can beat Florida, I mean, they can, they can at least scare State. I don't know where the game is. Let's figure that out. It's in Lexington. Okay, so there you go. It's Moorhead's first SEC I, road I, game. I, I, I stay away from this. It's too I unpredictable. It's too unpredictable. It's a night game I, in Lexington. I I, I I don't have a concept I like here. Kentucky State. The, the the closest I would get if the line was – if State was more than a two-touchdown two favorite, I would look Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they I, won't be. It's going to be like seven points. I mean, Kentucky – Kentucky makes Ole Miss fans feel comfortable at the end of a game, so no, I just don't. I just don't go there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Florida, Florida money line. Um, Arkansas at Auburn. Nebraska, Michigan. Go on with Arkansas, Auburn though. I mean, I lay the points on Auburn, right? Arkansas. I, is trash. I think Auburn. I think Auburn 
vent some steam after they probably Auburn, should have won that. Probably be like they a 20, be. 20 point favorite in that game. I mean, that's that's like a Alabama Ole Miss matchup right there with the way Arkansas's played. If it's less than twenty eight, I lay Auburn, lay Auburn and even higher than that. I it's on the it's on the plains. You said. Yep, it's in it's in Jordan Air. Um, okay, Nebraska, Michigan, interesting. Uh, um, Nebraska's zero two. Scott Frost needs a win. Harbaugh needs some PR. They both Shaq. they both need this win. Yeah. Um. I don't like that one. Mm-hmm. All right, going on, moving on now. Texas Tech, Oklahoma State should be high scoring. Um, if TC, Texas, TCU if, versus if, Texas. Yeah, if you can get a lot of points with Texas, I kind of like that one because Herman needs to. Mm-hmm. He he, that Maryland loss was awful, and he's got to work. I mean, he beat SC. I, I, I didn't watch which, the game though. I assume USC is not very good. They're not. They're they're a mess. I mean. Yeah, they're a mess. Stanford, Oregon. I don't know enough about either team to make a call there. I think South Carolina Vanderbilt should be a pretty close game. I think both teams have some strengths, and like I, I honestly, the East is not that bad this year. I mean, you have Drew. Drew. I mean, Tennessee is really bad. Florida potentially really bad. Everybody else is like is is respectable. I'd say you got Drew Locke in Missouri. You got South mm-hmm. Carolina with Muschamp, and then you got Derek Mason in like year four or five, and he's 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 putting together a solid product. Shermer's like a senior quarterback, um, and obviously Georgia is. Does, Georgia. does LSU have their bye here? No, at La Tech. Oh, okay. I just don't. See. I think LSU has a bye next week, maybe. No, that's when they play Ole Miss, right? They have a bye before Alabama, maybe. Yeah, no, yeah, they have their byline. See, and that's oh, that's the other thing. They have equal footing schedule with Saban. So right, yeah. Okay, there's um, LSU's country now. Yeah, Georgia, Missouri. That could be fun if uh, Missouri's offense can move the ball a little bit. Yeah, I don't see anything else that jumps at me from a concept standpoint. That's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, the th- the third. Okay, you know what? Just to put a third in there, lay Ohio State because I think Irvin comes back and scores hundred. Who are they playing? Tulane. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's bad. I mean, that's, that's a blowout. You may you may not even be able to get a line on. Yeah, that, it's going to be offshore for sure. Um, all right, so yeah, that's our our non line lines of the week sponsored by my bookie. Oh, and the uh, the Ole Miss Kent State over. I think we'd feel good about that. Oh God, I guess so. What's one of the funniest things about last night is Ole Miss loses by sixty and the over still doesn't hit. That is. That is pure saving magic right there. No, they lost by 55. Okay, but the, the over did not hit. The over did not hit. What was the over? 77. It was 77? Yeah, and a lot of people took it. I think a lot of Ole Miss fans took it. The, the Saban covering easily and and hitting the under, is that's like his that's favorite, 50, that's his favorite that's thing. That's 50 to 28. Yeah. You would have had to say... I think you. I think par for Al. I think you would have assumed forty nine for Alabama. So you needed thirty one. You needed thirty. No way. No way. I think people were assuming Alabama would score in the sixties. Ole Miss would score in the twenties. Which, after yeah. watching the games, is believable. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, Alabama yeah. became the first SEC team to score fifty in their first three games ever. So Alabama did their part of the bargain. Ole Miss's offense was just complete trash can. Yeah. 
and that was the problem. But hey, it's a new day. We're gonna turn the page on that one. It's a bad loss, but you got a chance to go out and beat Kent State, and then you start your new season from there. You know, that's all. You, if you're Matt Luke, that's all you can kind of tell your players. Yeah. Uh, uh right. just it's, it's one day at a time. Yeah, it's whatever. Uh, it'll be okay. Yep. What else? So that's uh, that's our week three. That's our week three that's recap. Week three. Um, what else is going on, John? You got anything else you want to share with the people? Have you learned anything nope. in Germany? You've learned. Have you had schnitzel? I've had schnitzel. Schnitzel's good. It's, it's like, like a country fried steak. Right, it's like a pork chop that you hammer real thin and you fry, right? Correct. Oh, that sounds good. What else? What What else is good? The sauerkraut. Yep. I mean, they eat, more eat hot dogs. Hot dogs over there. Hot dogs, uh, bratwurst. You mean? Yeah. Right. Uh, they, they, they love sausage. Oh yeah, this. I mean, this sounds so up my alley. I swear, I love sausages. I love sauerkraut. You know, big glasses of beer sound fun. Pretzel, I gotta get over there. Beer, pretzels, I love pretzels. Compl- they have like really good mustard with the pretzels. Yes, it oh. all complements together very well. Oh, that sounds fantastic. All right, well, I hope you continue enjoying your time there, John. What do you get? Two more weeks. Uh, let's see. I fly back the twenty eighth, and today's the sixteenth. So yeah. Yeah, a little, a little bit, little bit less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, super glad that you were able to do the show today, man. Glad we were able to get our schedule synced up here. Um, you know, I, I know after listening last week, you couldn't let some of those uh, egregious homerism stand, or or the LSU slander dating back to Neil McMillan and our season total episode. I mean, I mean, I hit, I hit a few things. I had to come remind everybody. You had to. You had to. Well, it was a pleasure. I know. I'll listeners. fly and come slap anybody that bets on old anything other than an over related to the Ole Miss game. <laughs> against overs against bad teams. Oh uh, well, we'll convince ourselves Ole Miss will cover against that, you. Let, let, I don't trust. I don't trust Tayamu against Elliot, like elite talent, and I don't That's trust true. that O line against. Elite I, I I think the beauty of Vegas is that they know how to set those lines so that dumbasses like Ole Miss fans can convince themselves it's doable. That's 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 <laughs> why Vegas is so good. Why well, Vegas is Vegas? Vegas is Vegas. It's a great place. Uh, it's beautiful. It's yeah. it's all built with our money. Um, yep. all right, man. Well. Uh, it's been a good episode. I'm glad to have you uh, here to, to bring me back down to earth a little bit. You know, Wesson, uh, he's a great, he's a great guest, great co-host, but he kind of lets me, uh, lets me run wild on some of the stuff and say stuff like Ole Miss is going to cover and stuff like that. So uh, I need yep. to, I, this is why I, I need was, you here. I, I was taking time out of the beer hall to tell you guys you're being idiots. And I know you're not, you're not in the, it. yeah, you you're, you could be uh, in the in the beer hall right now, but you, you took some time. We appreciate that. Uh, well, it's probably getting, it's like 9 p.m. there now. Crazy. Yeah, they're about, yep. All right, man. Well, again, thanks for doing it. Uh, all you guys out there listening, thanks for listening. Oh, I want to shout out, uh, Sean Ray just redid our website. So check that out, landsharksafterdark.com. Actually updated with new episodes now automatically. So that's going to be great. Uh, of course, you can see our episodes on uh, our website, like I said, or on armchairallamericans.com. Uh, we have a SoundCloud page where they get posted as well. Um, get them on iTunes. I think they're actually on some of the other players now, thanks to Armchair. So look for us on Stitcher or Google Play. I can't confirm for sure, but I'll try to figure that out uh, so I can tell you next week. But, yeah, the podcast is it's more available than ever. And, again, thanks for listening. Uh, you know, We'll be back next week to uh, – well, I don't know. John might not, but uh, – John will be back next time he sees something egregious that needs to be corrected, I'm sure. 
I'm here. I will show up when either there's an when there's an issue or an opportunity. I will arrive. There you go. That's it, folks. Uh, all right. So thanks for listening, John. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, oh, brief omissions and corrections from last week. First of all, I said happy birthday to you. I meant John Stevens. I got my Johns confused. And then at the end of the episode, I did my little thing. I said I'm Wesson for Justin. That was pretty funny. So that was it. Let's pretend like that was intentional. Uh, you know, sometimes when you're doing these things live, you can, the, the worst you want, you get like, away from blonde hair for, you, yeah. you always want blonde hair or something. Yeah, that's right. I've, I mean, who wouldn't want to be Wesson? He's like, he's got the, the energy, the positivity, the knowledge base. Oh, uh, one, one last question. What, what's your take on the, uh, land shark getting mocked in the, by the Alabama players? Well, I, I think it's what you deserve. I think when you're, when you're freaking, uh, you name it, you're, team after a good defense and then you get rolled up on week after week and Alabama scores what 28 28 in the first half I mean the first quarter or something I mean it's it's what you deserve Ole Miss does these things to themselves uh just W-A-O-M that's pretty much all you can say about it yep oh that's it boys all right well another week in the books Kent State coming up uh some other decent games around the country to watch that we talked about so keep an eye on all of that uh, for John, all the way from Germany, I am Justin. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you again later. I want the top. All my people right there in the back of the spot, I need the top. If you know me, you don't know me to stop, I need the top. All my people there in the back of the spot, let them be shot. Yeah. And you don't just wake up rich one day This kind of life never just slip your way I gave up taking carefree trips to the bay Cali bound is cause I got a flip in LA Paris bound cause the new video's on the way No breaks for me, no vacates for me I advance a minute before I live it Why start shit don't finish? I want the top All my people right there in the back of the spot I need the top